بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على آله وصحبه أجمعين Dear brothers السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We should always start with thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most merciful the one who has given us graces that we cannot count وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا You cannot count how much, how many graces Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you so we should start always with thanking Allah that's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whenever he wants to talk about something important he starts with khutbat al-hajah khutbat al-hajah is actually starting with inna alhamdulillah na'maduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'adhiuhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa sayyati a'malina tonight insha'Allah we are starting another topic another book trying to reach the satisfaction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the major goal for every true mu'min who wants to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning then he will be saved from hellfire and given jannah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all jannah with our parents and our beloved people It's not the case of repeating what we have said before, but we cannot start without talking about this point always. Because this is the system of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the way he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam started his da'wah. And this is the way he died sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this da'wah. Just to remind you, refresh memories, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lived 63 years. 40 years of them before prophethood and 23 he was a prophet and a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from these 23 years amazingly he was ordered only to ask people for one thing to say la ilaha illallah 10 of 23 Almost the half of the year of the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Although he was not only a prophet. He was not only a messenger. He was not only the one of the best five messengers. But he was the best of them all sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The best person ever walked on earth sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Although with the wisdom that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted. He spent he spent, it 20, he spent it 10 years completely of the 23 talking only about one case he was not ordered to implement salah which is the second pair of islam he was not ordered to implement zakah so had the, all of these not yet implemented 10 years only to talk about one case i'm trying just to refresh my memory and in yours also that if this is the system that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
the creator and sustainer of everything has told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to do, then we are supposed to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because part of believing that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Rasulullah is to follow him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his way. As you remember, shahadatu an la ilaha illallah, one of the things that really gives us is that we should do things only for Allah. And part of the meaning of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to do things the way of Rasulullah. So two conditions to, to for any good deed to be done, to be accepted, is two conditions. These two conditions are only for Allah, only the way of Rasulullah. Any deed, any good deed done by any human being, not only for Allah, will be rejected. Any good deed, not the way of Rasulullah sallallahu will be rejected. So let's see how Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam worshipped his, his ilah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the beginning. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was told to call people to la ilaha illallah. A question I received last night, not in here of course, some other place. They said, do you mean that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not do any salah? What do you say about Ya Ayyuhal Muzzammil? Qumil layla illa qalila. And that's a good question. Fine. But we remember that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not ordered to pray these five times a day, which is the second pillar of Islam, except in the case of Isra and Mi'raj, as you remember. That was the tenth year of the Bi'tha. After ten years of, يعني, when he was sallallahu alayhi years old. So, what do we mean by La ilaha illallah? This is the case of Kitab al-Tawheed actually. Although it's giving a lot of chapters, a lot of cases to be talking about. We need really to understand what is the best way to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only in our salah and soma and hajj and zakah, no, but also in all of our life. The amazing thing about this deal it is not only in the masjid. This deal is all the life. Unfortunately, some Muslims, they thought that deal means you go to salah, psalm, hajj, zakah, and salah, finish. Rest of the time you are free to do whatever you want to do. This is not true. This deal is a complete way of life. This deal goes with you from the early morning until the next early morning goes. In your eating, in your sleeping, in your drinking, in your playing, in everything, this deal is with you. You know that Muhammad has told us how to go to the bathroom. You know Muhammad told us how to eat. Using by, saying Bismillah, using the right hand, so many ways. So this deal is with us from A to Z of our life. So in this case, we need to know how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brother Mtiyad, in the beginning he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book told us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ This ayah will discuss it inshallah among this book later on inshallah. But actually this is the beginning. And how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's what we want to talk about. That's why we started, inshallah, starting tonight, we'll start to talk about Kitab al-Tawheed. Kitab al-Tawheed actually a book which is bringing some chapters about Tawheed, but 
with a fantastic way. It's not a human being word. It's only قال الله قال رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Ayat and a hadith of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم. Ayat of Allah, of Quran, one, two, three ayah, one, two, three hadith. That's it. No human beings words in there. Only Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, the word of Allah سبحانه وتعالى. And that is the true system that should, we should do. Some of us are Hanafis, some of us Shafi'is, some of us Malikis, some of us Hanbalis. Yes, true. But the Imam of these four, major four Imams, the Imam of them is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So we need to follow the true Imam, the major Imam Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, without disrespecting these Imams. Because their good school of thought still needed. We need it, because they have given us some, a lot of descriptions, things that we cannot, or maybe it's hard for us to understand, because we are non-Arabs, or we don't have, even if we are Arabs, we cannot really understand some of these يعني آيات or some of these hadith. So let's see now this kitab. This kitab is talking about قال الله قال رسوله. That's it. That's why some of our scholars in here, they really require their students to memorize it. Because قال الله قال رسوله. Three, four ayat, three, four hadith in every chapter. That's it. If you got this, then you are capable of talking about this topic, not by your own word, not even by the, the, the imams or the scholars' words, if you are talking about the topic by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala words, by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam words. Can you find it better than that? Can you find? Nobody can find better than the words of Allah and the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. First of all, Kitab al-Tawheed. Let's see this two words. What does it mean? Kitab in Arabic means a book. A book. Kataba yaktubu kitaban. That's in Arabic. ومكتوب is written وكتيبة يعني to gather the words in one place that's كتاب التوحيد التوحيد actually a word that contains to believe to believe in the oneness of Allah سبحانه وتعالى in his lordship in his worship and his names and qualities Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only to believe by the heart, but also to say, to state by the tongue, and also to act upon it. Yani, if someone believes that Allah is the only one, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves to be worshipped, then he asks someone else, Adam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and things that Allah only can do. His child is sick, so he goes to such and such grave, or Khalandar Baba, as called, to ask him to cure this child. He believes, but he is acting the opposite of his belief. Yes, he can take him to a doctor. True, doctor has an experiment and he can give him some medicine. And the Shafi and the one who is curing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But still, he's taking that's okay. Because there are experiments, there are things with proof, some medicines are proved to be affecting the body of human beings. Fine. But what is the effectiveness of a dead person in a grave? That if there's a dead person there actually. Some grave, there's no dead person there actually. Nothing at all, but it's just, some people thought it is this way. However, so a tawheed is to believe in the oneness of Allah in His Lordship. In His worship. In His names and qualities. Lordship, that is rububiyyah. 
worship that is ubudiya or ibadah or uluhiya. Names and qualities that asma wa sifat. To believe in the oneness of Allah in these three is a must. To state that is a must. To act upon it is a must. We cannot say that we believe in here. That's it. No. Believing in here must affect the tongue to say. And also must affect the body to act. If someone someone tells you that, I believe that Salah is a must, but he doesn't pray. Now he believes in his heart and he said by his tongue. Okay, he did too, but the third one, he's not doing. He's not coming to the masjid, he's not praying at home, at least, at all. He's not praying. Is he, does he believe truly? No. It's easy to say, but is it true? Al-Munafiqeen or the hypocrites in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say that, oh, we believe in Allah and believe in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. إِذَا جَاءَكَ الْمُنَافِقُونَ قَالُوا نَشْهَدُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ إِنَّكَ لَرَسُولُهُ وَاللَّهُ يَشْهَدُ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ لَكَاذِبُونَ Liar! Kadzabeen! Because they say it by their tongues, but inside they don't believe. طيب. Hypocrites actually, they say and they act upon, but they don't believe in the heart. So they missed one. They missed the first one, which is the most important. That's why they are hypocrites. The hypocrites are in the bottom knees of the Jahannam, the underneath one. The level of Jahannam. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ So we need to have all of these three kinds of belief. One by one, just to see and have extra clearance of the case of the Tawheed, Lordship contains cases, major cases. To believe in the Lordship of Allah, the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is to believe that he in his ownership, that he owns everything in this universe, including us. Wallahu khalaqakum ma ta'amalun, this is in khalq. Everything we have is Allah, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our ownership is not complete. I own 100 riyals in my bucket, true? Yes. But I don't own it totally. Because I cannot use it as, as, as the way I want it. No. I cannot use it in bad things. True, I own the 100 riyals from halal way, but I'm not allowed to use it or buy, to buy something wrong. Alcohol or cigarettes or so on. Because I don't own it totally. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He owns everything completely. So if He destroys the whole universe, nobody can ask Him why. Because He is the owner, truly owner of this universe. So ownership and ownership differ. The ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete ownership. Our ownership is limited. Same thing when we say creation. Allah is the creator of everything subhanahu wa ta'ala. Human beings can create something. He created the mobile, he created this mic, he created this table. But the creation of a human being is limited also. Did he create this table from scratch? Yani he planted the human being, he brought the tree of this wood by him himself? No. This is, the, the, the land came because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it the life and took him, then he cut it and he... So he is only recombining. 
and he calls it creation. The mobile, the mic, did he make it from scratch? No. The metal, he took it from earth. Allah created the metal. The yani, uh, lines or the other things, everything is actually recombined. So he said creation. So here we can differentiate between the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the creation of a human being. Creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete creation. From zero, from scratch. While human being's creation is only limited. The third part of this case of Lordship is sustaining, controlling. Allah has controlling and we have controlling. The controlling of Allah is complete. He's the controller of the whole universe. The sun, the moon, the Milky Way, all of these things, including your body and yourself inside your body, your blood, is controlled by Allah. Complete control. Human beings also have control. I can control myself in some cases, I can control my things, but my control is limited. Limited, I cannot control everything. I cannot control my blood if it goes up and down. I cannot control my, the, the number of beating of my heart. Unless I, I, unless I scare myself, that's another thing. Okay? To make my blood go quickly. But actually, I cannot control. Can I control my kidneys? No. Can I control my heart, my lungs? I cannot. So my control is limited. Although they are mine. Can anybody come and say, no, no, your, your kidney is yours, bring it to me? It's my kidney. They have been born with. And they are with me. Maybe I'll, they will die with me together. Allahu Akbar. But they are mine. Still, although they are mine, and in my, in my body, in safe place, nobody can take them, except by force, still I cannot control them. So the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complete. And our control is limited. Now, this is Lordship. Tawheed, the vice versa of the word Tawheed, the opposite of Tawheed is polytheism, shirk. Let's see it in the case of Lordship side. Take an example of a Shia. We're not talking about Hindus or Christians or the others. This is a, these are ca- clear Kafiris. We're talking about people who say they are Muslims but they are falling into shirk. See Shia as an example. In the side of Lordship, Rububiyya side, Shia says that not only Allah who knows the ghaib, the unseen world, also Ali ibn Abi Talib and his 11 descending sons. These are Rabida or Imamiya as, as mentioned. Iran and Pakistan and Saudi Arabia and some other countries, they have these people. Now, who said that Allah only knows the right? He himself said this in the Holy Book. Clearly in the Quran. Only Allah. He said, no, 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 that's not true. Astaghfirullah. Allah is saying this in his holy book. He said, no, no, no. Also, Ali ibn Abi Talib knows the ghayb. Al-Hasan al-Hussein knows the ghayb. And so on. Ishhab. So this is not Tawheed. This is polytheism or shirk. These people are not monotheists. These are polytheists. In the side of Rububiyyah. We're talking about lordship in this side. That's the case of Rububiyyah. In the case of Uluhiyyah, which is a wider and more dangerous among the Muslims life now, it is really 
something we need to talk about a lot, a lot. But actually, we're not going to go in detail tonight. We'll go in because this book actually about Tawheed, especially Tawheed al-Uluhiyah, which is the worship side of Tawheed. Tawheed al-Uluhiyah, or worship, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the unity of Allah or in the oneness of Allah and His Lordship, That means to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one deserves to be worshipped. Easy and clear. No Muslim says that somebody else deserves to be worshipped. Even these people who go to these graves or so on. Even the people of democracy. Even if the people of worshipping stations. Still they are saying they are not worshipping them. Even Quraysh people, they are trying to play with the, with the word worshipping in here, this case. Because they believe in the Lordship, but they don't believe in the worship side. Worship is a word that must be cleared out. Otherwise we will not be capable of understanding the case of La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah, the true meaning of it is none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. What is the meaning of worship? Salah, Salaam, Hajj, Zakah only? No. Because these people, when you come to them and say, worship Allah only, they say, worship, we worship Allah only. We make Salah only for Allah, we make Zakah for Allah only, Salaam, Hajj, Zakah, it's all for Allah. So what are you doing beside the grace? Well, I don't know, it's only just asking Barakah. They're asking Barakah is worshipping, Ya Habib. Because Barakah is only from Allah. Requesting cureness is only from Allah. This is worshipping. Dua. Every dua should be only for Allah. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the correct hadith, Ad-du'a'u huwa al-ibadah. Ad-du'a'u huwa al-ibadah. So du'a is ibadah. It is the ibadah actually. If someone asks others than Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he is actually worshipping him. He is asking him of course things that no human being can do. Yani if, if I ask brother Amtiyaz to give this or to do that, that's okay, it's allowed. If I ask somebody to help me to clean the table, that's fine because he is capable. Or what we call it, cat, capable of alive, present. These three conditions for any asking to anybody for things you want to do. If, he, if I want to ask Brother Rampiyad, as an example again, to carry this table, he is capable, he is alive, he is present. So I can ask him to carry the table. But can I call, can I ask someone to help me to carry the table where he is dead? Ask Muhammad Sallallahu or Ajmir or Badawi in Egypt or so on. To help me to carry the table. Can I? I can, but this is shirk. So that is it. Or I ask someone who is not present. That's dangerous because that means I, I believe that he has some superpower. And if someone is in, at my house now and say, Oh my son, come and help me. He, he doesn't hear me. I do not call him in mobile. So if I do this, that directly I will think that, Oh, 
People will think that, oh, my son, I, my son have some superpower to hear me without any connection, which is very dangerous. Capable, of course, as we say that he's, if you come and ask a handicapped person, he's in a wheelchair, you ask him to carry a table with you. He cannot, of course, because he's a handicapped. So this cab, C-A-P, capable, allies, present. There's three conditions to ask anyone except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do things. Asking forgiveness or cureness from a dead person. Is it allowed? Is it allowed? Why not? Because he's not capable because he's dead. He's not alive because he's dead. He's not present because he's dead. Present is not dead is not present. Even if his body is there. That's why Sahaba, Abu Bakr, wa Umar, wa Uthman, wa Ali, and the other Sahaba, radiallahu anhu wa never asked Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his grave, while he is in the same city, in the same place, in the same masjid, they pray, and they never asked him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for things. When Umar ibn Khattab wanted to make istisqa, call for rain, the salah call for rain, he did not go and ask, Ya Rasulullah, ask Allah for, for rain. But he said, Ya Abbas, ask Allah for us. Al-Abbas, the uncle of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa radiallahu anhu al-Abbas. While Muhammad is there, he's dead, but he's there. And we know that although he is dead, his body is still as it is since he died that day. No change, because we believe, as he told us in his hadith, that earth cannot eat the bodies of the prophets and messengers. And Muhammad is the rest of them, of course. So earth did not eat his body. We believe as Muslims that Muhammad, he is as he died that day. The same person, the same body. Not like us when we die here. Few months, خلاص, you cannot find any meat, only bones. Then later on, you, can even, you cannot find even the bones. So, Tawheed al is to believe in the oneness of Allah in worshipping. That there is only one deserves to be worshipped. And this Tawheed actually is the one which is all, every. Every messenger was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was calling his people to it. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Every messenger, see, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ يعني every messenger we have sent before you, يا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم, Allah is telling Muhammad that every messenger was sent and told to call his people to believe that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and worship him. They did not call for Rububiyya side of Tawheed. Why? Because the people already believe in Rububiyya side of Tawheed. In fact, the Kuffar of Quraysh, Abu Lahab and Abu Jahl, both of them and the other Kuffar of Quraysh, they used to believe that Allah is the only creator and sustainer of this universe and everything. Who said so? Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, his holy book. وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says the word to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Who created earth and heaven? لَيَقُلُنَّ اللَّهِ Abu Jahl was saying that Allah is the creator of the same universe Abu Lahab and the others Still they are not Muslims No, not in a way Because they rejected the second part of Tawheed which is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah To believe in the oneness of Allah and the side of worshipping They said no, 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 wait, we cannot we cannot leave the worshipping of Hubal, Allah, Al-Uzza and the other stations. We cannot يعني, believe in the oneness of Allah and the spies. No. They rejected that. So, when you come to the يعني, reality of Muslims now, 
you will find that some of them unfortunately fall into the wrong understanding of the case of worshipping. Thinking that worshipping is only Salah Sum Hajj Zakat. So nobody, you cannot find any Muslim who is making Salah to Ajmir. Or making Salah to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Or to Badawi in Egypt or anywhere else. Nobody do that. Nobody makes fasting Ramadan for such and such grace. Nobody. Nobody makes Zakat for... But what are they doing? They are actually doing some other worshipping which they think is not worship. Like dua, requesting, asking barakah, and so on. You know better than that. The third part of the case of Tawheed or monotheism is to believe in the oneness of Allah and His names and qualities. Asma' wa sifat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has names. How many? No, not true. More than 99. 99 which is known or told by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Actually no, they are more than that. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma niyataluka bi kulli ismin huwa lak. Sammayta bihi nafsak. Aw anzaltahu bi kitabak. Aw allamtahu ahadam min khalqas. Aw istaatharta bihi fi ilmin ghaybi indak. So there are some names we do not know. Some names are not in the 99. Some names that Allah knows only. So they are more than 99 actually. But Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said in the other hadith, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ إِسْمًا مَنْ أَحْطَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ So these are special 99 names. But there are more. As if I say, I have 99 riyals in my bucket. Does that mean I have no other than 99? Maybe I have 100 riyals at home. And 200 riyals in my account in the bank. But I said, I have 99. So I have, I did not lie. Did I lie? I have 99, true. In my bucket now, 99. But that doesn't mean that I have only 99. Muhammad Sallallahu did not say that. He did not say, he did not say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah has only 99 names. No. He said, Inna lillahi tis'ata But he did not say, he did not say only 99. So we know about the other hadith, of course, which is Sahih also, that Allah has more names. Now, names and qualities, every name has a quality, by the way. Yani, if you want to clear it out, every name of Allah has also a quality. Like what? Rahman. That's the name. Rahmah is the quality. Rahim. The name. Rahmah is the quality. Ghafoor. The name. Maghfirah is the quality. And so on. Plus, there are also some other qualities which has no name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and some other names other qualities sorry so the qualities are more more a lot than the names and we can ask Allah by his names and by his qualities this is correct tawassal and permissible tawassal we can use so these names good names and these qualities are, are only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are not allowed to have polytheism. We have to have monotheism in them. We have to have tawheed on them. We have to believe in the oneness of Allah and His own good names and best qualities. Always we have the question comes, can I call a person, his name is Abdul Karim, can I call him Karim? A person, his name is Abdul Rahim, can I call him Rahim? Shortly, yani. Fine. Because actually Allah described some of the human beings with these names. Or these descriptions, actually, not names. Umra'atul Aziz in Surah Yusuf. وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذِبْحٍ عَظِيمٍ Also, 
Ghulamun Alim. So quality here is allowed. A person is generous. What do you call him? MashaAllah, the Kareem. Kareem is the opposite of Kunjus, right? The opposite of greedy. So Kareem is, يعني, a description can be given to a human being. Well, this guy is Kareem, MashaAllah, he's giving the poor and he's giving and he's giving. We are giving him the quality which is only suitable for a human being. But the quality which is suitable for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only is only for Allah. We didn't give it to anybody else. So, believing in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this side is to believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only who owns the best names and best qualities. These are the three sects or types or parts of Tawheed that a Muslim must believe deeply. When it's clear to us, then it's easy for us to go on for the next topic, inshallah, starting next week, to start with the book. I think this is good enough, inshallah, for tonight, so not to keep you so much. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Jazakumullah. By the way, the book, inshallah, uh, will be brought, inshallah, by Sheikh Khamtiyaz next week. Jazakumullah. So, inshallah, uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about the uh, book or the papers. It will be, inshallah, arranged and given to you next week, inshallah. Any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Question about the topic, or if not, fine, if there is a general questions. General questions. If not, you can go. No problem. If you have no questions, then nobody can ask questions here. Yes. He told, he told us, in the hadith that he said, that if any one of you make salam to me, Allah will send the angels to carry this salam to bring it to me. So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, how they will bring it to you while you are already finished? Sahaba they think that he will be like other human beings. And he, too, he will be eaten by earth, and, but he will not be there anymore after a few years, right? said, Inna Allaha harrama ala al-ard an ta'akula ajsaad al-anbiya. So Prophet and also Shuhada, earth will not eat their bodies. Their bodies will stay as they are. And now this is a problem in here. Because Muslims when they heard this and they believe in this, which is true of course, they had a problem here say, okay, if his body is there, why can't we talk to him? We know that he is alive and his grace, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why don't we talk to him? Fine, he is alive. But what kind of life? Ah, here comes the point. Here comes the point. If we really understand and differentiate and distinguish between these three kinds of lives, then we will be capable to understand how he died, how he died and he is alive. Allah told us in his holy book, إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلْ أَفَإِمَّاتَ So he died, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he died from our life, not from Barzakh life. And now we have a different life, which is Barzakh life, the grave life. Then we have another life, which is the judgment day. So we have three lives. Three lives. Our dunya life now, we are living now, Muhammad Sallallahu is not there. The Barzakh life, Muhammad Sallallahu is there. Then the judgment day life. Starting the judgment, then the Jannah or Nar, this is the third life. If we distinguish and differentiate between these three lives, then we will understand how he is alive. Allah told us about the Shuhada. وَلَا تَحْتَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا 
بل أحياء عند ربهم يرزقون. alive they are alive but what kind of life؟ يعني they can walk with us talk to us no no they are dead from our life but they are alive in the barzakh in the great life different and each life has different system there's no connection between these three lives except very limited exceptions we've been told by Muhammad sallallahu we don't bring them from our own we only talk, take them from Muhammad sallallahu personally in his hadith otherwise no way that's what Allah told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi you cannot make the dead people here this is a clear ayah right while Muhammad in Badr battle, after Badr battle, he talked to the killed Kafirin, Mushrikeen in the, in, in the uh, wheel. So Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, how come you talk to them, they are dead already? Now this is an exception here. This is an exception for Muhammad that he is capable in that day, especially, to talk to the dead people in the wheel, after he threw them in the wheel of Badr. So this is an exception case. Also, Salam going to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is another exception for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When you say, Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Muhammad, directly an angel will take this to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he will give it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his grave, in his own life, which is the barzakh life. But can we go and talk to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? No, because this is, this is not exception here, this is rejected. We know that he is dead and he is out of our life. Can we ask him? Can he talk to us? Because, because some Muslims were ignorant in this case. They said, no, they can go and talk to Muhammad and Muhammad Sallam gave them the hand. So they kissed the hand in the masjid of Muhammad Sallam. That's called Rifai. Rifai is a group of Sufis. They say that Ahmed Rifai went to the masjid of Muhammad Sallam. And that was a long time ago, of course. Fifth or sixth century of Islam. They said he went there and he talked to Muhammad Sallam. Ya Rasulullah, give me your hand, I will kiss it. So a hand out of the grave of Muhammad Sallam came and the Rifai kept in front of 90,000 Muslims. Now, how do I know this is true or not? Easy. The, the Masjid of Muhammad Sallam in that time cannot take 90,000, not even 10,000. So it's clear, big lie. Clear, big lie. The Masjid of Muhammad Sallam in that time of a Rifai cannot take 10,000 Muslims to pray in it. How come 90,000 Muslims saw this event? when he gives the hand. But some people, one guy from uh, Sudan, he told me that some Greeks in there, when they go to there and we talk, they talk to the dead person, they answer them. They are here and answer from the grave. Nobody's there. No, no, nobody can get into the grave. No human being can get into the grave. Easy. Very simple. Because we know shaitan is a jinn. And his children are also jinn. إِلَّا بِلِيْسَ كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ And jinn we cannot see. And they can't go through walls, right? So it's easy for shaitan to play with Muslims' minds and destroy their deen, send one of his children to get into the grave and answer the people. Oh my son, I will answer you. I will give you what you want because you are a good guy. Easy. Can't see? Easy. You know that shaitan and his sons of jinn, they can use the animal tongue, the human being tongue, to talk. We have seen, I personally have seen, a lady speaks with a, man, a, tongue, man, a tongue of a man. And he talked to me. When I recited the Quran on that lady, she, she had some uh, jinn inside her. 
I recite the Quran in her. She did not talk with her own tongue, a lady's sound, but with a man's tongue. With a man's sound. And I asked him, why you are hurting this lady? Aren't you a Muslim? He said, I am Muslim, but I like her. You are like her. It's not up to you to come and hurt this lady. Because we believe, as told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the jinn can get into a human being body. That's in Quran and Sunnah. الذين يأكلون الربا لا يقومون إلا كما يقوم الذي يتخبطه الشيطان من المس. شيطان كان make mess to human beings. He gets into his body and he controls the body, including the eyes and the tongue and so on, the teeth and so on. That's another subject. What I mean is that when you hold into Quran and Sunnah, no one can trick you. Nobody can trick you. But if you do not have the Quran and Sunnah, it's easy to be tricked. Like this people when they go to the grave and they say, Ya Mawlana, Ya Sidi Fulan, or this, Ya, ya Khalandar Baba, what's his name, huh? Ajmir, this, that, give me, he will say, Oh my son, because you are a good guy, I will give you such and such. Who spoke? The dead person? No way. Who is he then? Shaitan. A devil jinn is there. It's easy to blame. You know James Swigger? Did you hear of him? James Swigger. Swigger or Swigger. As an American priest, and he is a very bad man, trying to destroy or drag the people to Trinity, to believe that Isa is the son of Allah. So what he did, he made a game, he made a contract with jinn, he brought a person who is handicapped. This person went to so many hospitals. All reports of the husband say that this person have, is a handicapped with no understandable reason. Physically he is okay, but he cannot walk at all. Then James Wickers in the TV, he brought this guy and said, Oh, by Jesus, come up. The man walk, stand up and walk. It's not a trick of this case that the man was truly a handicapped. But what is the truth? What is the truth? What's the case? Did Jesus alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, make this guy walk? No way. It's not the truth. What's the case then? The case is easy. This man, he used a devil jinn to handicap this person by pressing the control system of this man on his back. Then he cannot walk. Shaitan can control this. Devil jinn can control this. So this man was handicapped for months. Then when James Wigger told that man to walk, he's actually talking to the jinn. So the jinn left and left the man and he walked. Easily. Very simple. If a Muslim understands what's the system of the jinn, it's easy to understand that how he talks through by the tongues of these Khalandar Babas, as they call them. So, persons who are carrying Quran and Sunnah cannot be tricked. No way, because they have Quran and Sunnah. In fact, when you recite Quran, Shaitan will run away from you. Ayatul Kursi. Allah Muhammad told us that if you recite Ayatul Kursi before you sleep, Shaitan cannot touch you at all. If you recite, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدُ قُلْ عَذُرُ رَبِّ الْفَلَقُ قُلْ عَذُرُ رَبِّنَا three times before the evening, before the Maghrib and after the Fajr, then you will be kept protected by Allah the whole day. Simple and easy. But if we don't, well that's most of the life of the Muslims unfortunately, they have no time to recite قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ وَحَدُ قُلْ عَذُرُ رَبِّنَا three times, and they have plenty of time to read all newspapers of the day. Or to hear all the music of the morning. سبحان الله العظيم
Actually, you cannot get into it in the beginning. In the beginning, if this man is really continuing daily of recitation of Quran, three times in the morning and the evening, Ayatul Kursi, jinn cannot touch him, actually. But suppose he forgot one day, and shaitan could really get into him, he can recite Quran, make ruqya on himself, and he will be okay. That's if he can, because he could control, and shaitan could control his tongue. So he cannot recite, and that happens, actually. So the case is this. As far as we are doing what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa told us to do, reciting what he told us to recite every day, shaitan cannot touch us. They are afraid of us. I have said, sorry, so maybe some of, you heard it, some of you heard it so many times, but just as an example in here, of that lady who was strictly married a drug dealer. He was showing that he's mutawwa and he's a good guy and he prays in jama'ah. So the family of this lady, she was a... This, the whole family of the lady were Quran people. They are reciting Quran, they are good people. So they were strict with this man, thinking that he's a good guy. So they gave him their daughter for marriage. Later on she discovered that he's a bad guy and he's a, uh, a drug dealer. So she ran away from him. Now, this man tried and he came and tried to bring back his wife. They refused. They are like, we cannot give you, you are a bad man. So what he did, he went to a magician. And magician cannot control anything except to use the devil jinn. And he paid him money and said, bring me back my wife. So the magician asked him to bring a used clothes of the lady. Why? So jinn will smell it and know where she is. Not because the, 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 the magician will smell it by himself. What is he going to do with the smell? But actually he is just, he have a contract with the jinn, the devil jinn, to hurt the others by him. So he took the used clothes of this lady, because it was in his house, the, the, the husband, before she runs away. The devil jinn went to the house of this lady, the house of the family. They tried to get in, they cannot, because Quran was recited in there. As Muhammad told us, that Surah Al-Baqarah, where it's recited, no jinn can enter the house. They tried once, three times, ten times, they couldn't. When the, the husband, the bad husband, came into the magician, he said, take your money, I cannot. Okay, father, you cannot. So he doubled. Huh? From 1,500 riyals, he gave him 10,000 riyals. He said, okay, give me another chance, another week. He tried again and again. When the time came, halala, ruh, ruh, take your money and go away. I cannot. This house is a Quranic house. Shaitan cannot get into the... But if the, the house is having the music, rock and roll and disco and this and that. What do you expect? Shaitan to be away? Unfortunately, he will enjoy. As, as we said before, there is a joke. Just yani, to, to make it... Uh, they said there, there was two jinn, uh, double jinns met together. One of them are, mashallah, shab'an, full, happy, healthy. The other one is very tired and sick. So the healthy one asked the, the sick jinn, why are you like this? Said, yeah, Shaykh, what can I do? I am with a, a, a Muslim who is always reciting Quran and he says Bismillah before he gets into his house and he goes and he says Bismillah before he eats so I cannot eat, I cannot live in the house, I can't. so I am so tired. He said, no, 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 that was, Alhamdulillah. I am with a man who doesn't say Bismillah at all, whether he is getting at house or eating or even taking his wife to bed. I go with him. That's true. By hadith of Muhammad that a person who takes his wife to bed and without Bismillah, Shaitan will share him making love to his wife. That's hadith of Muhammad 
Easy and simple, but the problem, these are three good weapons we are not using. What if you have a fantastic weapon and you are hiding it in, in, in the wall? When the, when the thief comes in, you cannot take it. Because it's not working at all. What's the use of it? Same people who put the Quran on their, in, 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 uh, in their houses, in the, in the library of their houses, and they are not using it. Shaitan will not run away from a book. He will run away from the sight of Quran. If he is inside the human being? No, it's not control, it's a case of uh, contract. Because devil jinns will make a contract with a human being if he gives them some benefits. Like insulting the Holy Quran, putting them in the dirt, or worshipping the jinn, or asking the people to worship the jinn. That's why some people, when they go to the magicians, they will tell him, buy a black roaster. You know roaster? Buy a black roaster, take it to such and such place, kill it from the back, don't say Bismillah. Why? They are, he's asking the person to kill for the jinn, not for Allah. So slaughtering from someone other than Allah, this is ibadah. So this is, this is worshipping this jinn. So he is putting, uh, yani pushing the people to worship the jinn. That's what they want. So it's a contract, not controlling. No, it's a contract between the, the, the devil jinn and the magician. Same thing for knowing things. Sometimes you get to the magician or the, the uh, predictor, he will tell you, oh, your name is such and such, your mother, last night in your bedroom you did this and this. How did he know? Does he know the guy? No. But actually your Qareen was asked by his devil jinn, your Qareen is a jinn also. And each one of us has a Qareen, has a jinn now with us. And how many jinn is here? Each one has a one. <laughs> Maybe more, of course, others. So, he sent the devil jinn to ask your Qareen, what have you done last night? So when you come to him, he will tell you things that you know, nobody knows except you, or maybe your wife, then you will be shocked. So you will be easy for him to play around with. Any more questions? See you, inshallah, next week. Same time, inshallah.